love fantasy and I like playing fantasy with all of you. So first, I'm gonna say... Welcome to PowerCast, the once in who knows how frequent fantasy football power rankings podcast brought to you by Nathan Sipanich whenever I win power rankings. All right, dudes, it's week 12, playoff preview. Here we go. Uh, you did just hear from my guest speaker today. However, I'm not going to run any sponsors, not really any other goofy sound bites. Just want to take some deep dives on the remaining teams in this week's playoff preview. Sprinkle some wise cracks on them and let's call it a day. Hey, look, I was the three times power rankings winner this year, the only one to do so. So I'm going to take a little bit of time and share my thoughts about this league. I'm in a total of four fantasy football leagues this year, including my second year in this league. I've been in two of those other three leagues for well over two years. But I have to say, this league, hands down, gets most of my attention. Probably too much attention. Certainly way more attention than it deserves. Forget about the entire aspect of fantasy football that we're actually playing. When I think about the actual amount of entertainment, frustration, controversy, conflict, straight-up abandonment, elation, joy, and soul-crushing disappointment this league has produced over the last two years alone is worth the price of admission. We have argumentative discussions over old votes that were cast or not cast based on old argumentative discussions. But that's what it's all about. You get out what you put in. I mean, that's what keeps it engaging and ultimately fun. So shout out and thank you to everyone in this league for making it so. It's an honor to spend absurd amounts of time on this shit with you all. I mean, I'm sitting in my parents' basement recording this on my iPhone like some SoundCloud rapper trying to bring the hood up. What the fuck am I doing? I'm having an absolute blast is what I'm doing. Anyway, while I like the golf tournament for draft order last year, I think we can all agree that this year's draft order was definitely on another level. The very concept of doing these power rankings was something so foreign to me just two years ago, and now it is something that I crave, that these league members crave. I've spread it to two of the other three leagues that I'm in. There was one point after the draft in my Denver league that a $200 bet was offered on a league member getting power rankings at some point this year, which he did end up doing, but the offer wasn't accepted at the time. I imagine that if and when punishments are ever completed in this league, I'm sure that they'll pay similar dividends. Alright, top seed in this year's playoffs. Lucas, congrats man, you earned it. You belong as the number one seed. You did not win in that points four contest in either half of the regular season, but the best overall record obviously shows your consistency. You bookended your season with losses this year, opening to me and closing to Poole, which are both playoff teams. The good news is, 
Your team won a lot, and you are the top seed. You're facing off against a team whose presence in the playoffs might be controversial in and of itself. The bad news is you face the winner of the only two teams that beat you in the regular season, if you win your first matchup, of course. This team is just about as solid as it gets on paper. Certainly worked out in real life as well. Uh, Kyler is one of, if not the best keeper in our league this year. Uh, Guys like Russ, AJB, DK come to mind, but QB is such a value position, kind of like tight end. You got one of the really good ones. It helps separate your team as elite. Chubb and Sanders both have missed some time with injury, uh, but yet they are both right around that RB24 range. Really solid options heading into the playoffs with Chubb's schedule looking super soft. Insert dick joke here with the Titans, Jets, and Giants for three of the four weeks. Sanders' schedule looks pretty decent as well, uh, but I'm sure you're worried more about the rest of the Eagles team than Miles himself. You want him to be performing, uh, but we'll see if that happens. Mike Davis could also provide some more help down the stretch if CMC continues to sit, but we'll see about that. And Madison is about as valuable as a handcuff can get, although I did see a big fat O next to his name this morning, so we'll keep an eye on that situation in Minnesota. Mari Cooper and Tyler Lockett have produced very well this year, with Tyler currently at wide receiver 7 on the year. Who knows where Amari would be if Dak had played this whole time, though he has shown some QB proofness with old Red Rocket under center pretty weird to see a tuesday game on the docket kind of like wednesday last week but we won't know what amari gives you for another three days travis kelsey hands down the best tight end in fantasy as he has been for the last few seasons he is very obviously worth taking as a top you know wide receiver type pass catcher in drafts and after this year I would argue that he is about the only tight end that would interest me that high anymore. Devontae Booker in your flex is a perfect microcosm of your ability to play the waiver wire well this season, and it is paying some sweet dividends this weekend. I found myself eyeing a player, and after either not getting them on waivers or being too slow to grab them from free agency, I go to look and it's, yeah, boy, who picked them up? Fucking Lucas again, dude? Are you serious? So now Booker has a juicy matchup with the Jets and what I would guess to be like 20 plus touches coming his way. Um, So that in and of itself is a great representation of how the waiver wire can help elevate your squad as well. This is the right time of year to own a couple of defenses, and you've hunted out ones that are facing the Jets and the Broncos, so I have to commend you there as well. All this nice stuff being said, I feel like it would just be boring if you won the whole thing, you know? Basically, the best team in the league since midway through the season, number one overall seed, just isn't as fun of a story as a Cinderella or something top spot becomes a bad position to be in you can only ever meet expectation or fall short you can never exceed expectation good luck number two matt pool 
You don't belong here. I mean, the two spot. You would have finished third in my division alone, even with the head-to-head wins against Lucas and myself. You are where you are on a technicality, a division win. I just want to hammer that home. Seems like a good time to plug my support for the abolition of divisions and simply the top four teams in the table get in. Maybe the top six teams in the table get in. Thankfully, the higher seeds aren't carrying a handicap this year, so I'll quit my whining. The team made it, though. Like Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation coasting in the town on fumes, he managed to roll this banged-up bus of bad news bears into the playoffs. Hey, Russ is doing Russ things this year. It's insane value for where you kept him. I hope fourth quarter Russ doesn't hit me too hard in the playoffs, like I need him to chill. Beating me in the first round and getting to Lucas in the championship would mean that your Russ is throwing to his locket, so be careful on that reach back. Running back is definitely your weak spot this year, as you are well aware. Clyde has been fine. Not spectacular, but he's running back 12 at the moment, so by definition, an RB1. Uh, We go to JK and Lenny beyond that, which is super rough, let's be honest. At least Lenny is on bye week this week, so you didn't have to talk yourself into JK as much. Uh, But Fournette has largely been healthy, healthy, but also largely useless this year. And JK has either been trapped in a timeshare or spreading COVID. Wide receiver for you has been a much different story. A lot of success for you in the wide receiver core. You managed to grab a few good ones. Terry is at wide receiver 9. A-Rob and J-Jeff both sit at wide receiver 12 in league rank with Devontae Parker putting up some really good numbers recently. Justin is a legitimate rookie of the year candidate, and I don't think I knew his name on draft night. So props where props are due. So, props, I guess. In a PPR league, those three guys alone are enough to scare me. Waller is another one of those Kelsey-tier type tight ends and is tight end two right now. However, he has busted as frequently as he has boomed, so it's hard to know which Waller you're going to get on any given week. Cleveland defense has some similarly sought-after soft matchups in the playoffs as well. I would say that you did a good job of consolidating depth for studs, but you basically have the team that you drafted. You managed to stay healthy enough to get production from your studs and won the games that you needed to. You have a few cues next to your studs, even as I wrote this on Saturday evening, so your playoff hopes could hinge on that late season health a little bit more than you'd like. Regardless, you're putting up numbers when you need to be. I hope the wheels on the bus keep going round and round as they are beginning to rattle, shake, and threaten to come off entirely. Give it a rub on the dashboard and whisper some sweet nothings into the air vents. Maybe the fantasy gods are still listening. You absolutely made the right call on that carnitas burrito, though. Alright, I'm at the three seed this year. Stoked to be back in the playoffs with a different supporting cast than I had last year. Both Mossing boys made the playoffs last year. One of them is no longer in the league, and the other metaphorically left the league this year after week four. 
just double checked, and Josh ended with a loss streak of eight matchups. That is one loss short of Joe's historic 0-9 start after Josh came out of the gate 4-0. Suggest you let that one marinate. Anyway, my team is in relatively good shape headed into the playoffs, with a couple of my studs taking hits to their value through absolutely no mechanism of their own. I mean, Taysom Hill might be the worst thing to ever happen to fantasy football. Am I starting him at QB in another league this week? Yeah. Do I give one iota of a fuck about that league compared to this one? No. My Kamara is crying. Help. Send Breeze. Also, damn it, Will Fuller. Let's just lop off Deshaun's throwing arm at the elbow and see what he can do. I mean, it makes sense though. It's either take performance enhancing drugs or watch your glass body fall apart repeatedly across the season. He had promise. I'm not mad, just disappointed. Either way, Kamara is still the RB1 as I write this in full PPR. King Henry is RB3 and has an arousing playoff schedule. My running back core has been so nice this year. I hope that they can give me a couple more final pushes. A.J. Brown, wide receiver 22 right now, and he had missed two games early on this season. It's a great value for where I kept him. Shout out to Ben for drafting him in the 16th round last year and then dropping him. Chase Claypool got to easily be my best waiver wire scoop this year. Pittsburgh throwing offense is one that you want a slice of. Which, speaking of, Ebron has filled in pretty nicely for Kittle, who I must say, I will 100% start with reckless abandon should he play in week 16 or something wild like that. I will not drop this man. That brings me to Monty, oh Monty, the bane of my fantasy existence. Why did I draft him again? I mean, best of luck to whomever owns him next year, because I will not do this again. Fool me once. Can't get fooled again. Actually, I had him last year, so it's really twice. I feel like he is definitely on my do not draft list. Yeah, he had a great week last week, but that's how he reels you in and shits on your hopes and dreams. I fully expect that to happen again soon. I pretty much suck at picking defense and kicker selections, so I'm just hoping for the best there. Hoping that this team can put it all together and make a trip to the championship rounds, and who knows what can happen from there. Rounding out our playoff spots this year, Mr. Drees, welcome. Still love the team name. You and Matt meeting in the finest in the blah, 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 blah. Rounding out our playoffs this year, the four seed, Mr. Drees, welcome. Still love the team name. I think that you and Matt meeting in the finals would be pure poetry. Speaking of greasy weasels sliding into the playoffs, you managed to do your best peasy impersonation and squeak out the perfect scenario to land yourself in the playoffs. But hey, looking back at my week six power rankings, I had you at four. I saw the potential in this team, and they kept their head down, 
played their game and have, and have a playoff trip to show for it. Some may say, you have no business being here. I say it's strictly business for all of us. Since QB7 Brady is on the bye this week, you have a top 8 QB in Justin Herbert, surely one of the few candidates for Rookie of the Year as well, likely leading it. Snagged him as a free agent. James Robinson is RB4 on the season. Free agent as well. Wow, fellas, grind the wire, take some notes. Look at the dividends here. Okay, you got Hines floating at RB14. Catching passes definitely helped keep his value where that's at. But hey, wide receiver is also very strong. You got Diggs and Hopkins, wide receiver five and six on the season, respectively. Great core heading into the playoffs. Yes, Culio will be Culio. There aren't a ton of guys that you'd want to start in his place, assuming he's healthy. TJ Hawk, one of the very few threads that you'd actually want to pull from the Detroit Lions offense, and he's been great. You drafted well enough, but you also filled in all of the holes in your team by scouring free agency and hitting big on some lotto tickets. You still have enough depth on your bench in Taylor, Gordon, and Robbie Anderson, which is great in case of some injury for playoffs, but we'll also see if your bench players end up outscoring some of the starters when you need it the least. Nevertheless, this is why you are where you are in a David versus Goliath battle with the number one seed. But this, this team can certainly pack a punch, so we will see who comes walking away into the championship when the dust settles. Ben, Mike, Mr. Zach, Josh, Joe. All right, thank you to my guest for finishing out those rankings for me. Be happy with what you got if you were in those bottom eight. I shouldn't have even spent that much time on your worthless fantasy teams. Next year, invite me. I would love to play. <laughs> Good luck.